The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied. 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 Until when do we ask for the rain? Until when do we say, Barech alenu veten talu matal brachar? Rabbi Yehuda omer, Achi avora Pesach. Rabbi Yehuda says, Until the end of Pesach. Rabbi Meir omer, Achi yaseh Nisan. Until the month of Nisan, Pesach. Shnei emar, Veyored lachem geshem more umalkosh barishon. So we do see, in the Pasuk in Yoel, that it does rain in the first month, and therefore rain in the first month, Nisan, is not considered a curse, and therefore they would ask for rain through the month of Nisan. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Leir of Nachman Rabbi Yitzhak, Yoreh hi. You're telling me, in the Pasuk that we just read, from Yoel, it says, V'yoreh lachem geshem more umalkosh. Yoreh is a type of rain. So it says that it, the Yore rain fell in the month of Nisan. So the Gemara asks, Yore be Nisan hi? Does Yore come in Nisan? Yore be Marhajvanu. We know that the Yore rains are the winter rains. They fall in Marhajvan. The Tanya, because we have a Braita, Yore be Marhajvan. The Yore rains fall in the month of Hajvan. Umalkosh, those type of rains fall in Nisan. So Amaleh, Haki Amarab Yohanan, Bime, Yoel, Ben Petuen, Kayem, Mikraze. This pasuk was an exceptional situation that took place in the times of the prophet Yoel ben Petuel. It says over there there was a famine. It got so bad that any um, remaining grass or herbage that was in the fields was eaten by the locust. Which means there was a uh, famine, actually there was a drought. And therefore there was no food, there was no product growing. That year, it went through the whole rainy season, Adar was over and still no rain. The first rains fell, the first period of rain fell in Nisan, actually on Rosh Nisan. So the Prophet told the Jewish people, Go out and take your seeds that you have and go plant them. Somebody that has a measure of or a measure or two measures of Saudin of Bali. Should he eat it in order to sustain himself and live, or should he use them to plant? But then if he uses them to plant, he's gonna die, because by the time the stuff grows, he's gonna die of hunger. He told them, take your seeds that you have and plant them. A miracle happened to them. And what happened? Two 
the hidden pieces of food that were in the walls that the mice would store in the walls for themselves and what was in the ant holes that the ants also that would save became revealed to them and therefore they were able to sustain themselves on this food that became revealed to them right as she says she'atsru ha'akhbarim yatsu v'zar'u so they went out and planted sheni ushlishi v'ribi'i so it rained on the first, they planted on the second, the third, and the fourth. The second rain, the second period of rain fell for them on the fifth of Nisan. On the sixteenth of Nisan already, they brought the Qurban Omer. That means they cut the new crop, the new wheat, and already they brought it as the Qurban Omer. Nimset. Normally wheat that takes six months to grow Grew in 11 days From the 5th to the 16th The Qurban HaOmen is normally brought From wheat that's at least six months old Because they planted in Tishri And it's, it's picked, it's, 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 it's plucked in Nisan Which is six months Instead it was picked from wheat that grew in 11 days. And on this, the Gebara says, David Melech referred to this generation when he said in his Tehrim, says, when they were planting, they were crying, because they had nothing left to eat. However, when they reaped, they reaped, enjoy. Right, when they were walking, they were crying. But they ended up carrying a container filled with seeds. Obviously it's not talking about the people, because the people, it says in the beginning of the Pasuk, So who's this referring to? So the Gebara says, Normally when the ox, when he's uh, plowing, so he cries. Because it's hard, uh, it's hard work for him to plow. But in this case over here, when he plowed, going forward, he plowed. On the way back, already there was growth. Already he was able to eat some of the uh, little grass that started to grow in the fields. The sprouting grass, exactly. As she says in the second line, When he went to plow the furrows, he cries. That's the small grass. From the furrows. They started to grow immediately. That's what it means. He came back, meaning rejoicing. What does it mean, carrying the container of seed? We learned in the Braita, which is the kane was one zeret, was one hand span long, and the shibolet was two hand spans. What is this referring to? So look at Rashi. And she says, My boya bobrina no se alumota, that they carry the containers of seeds. If it's referring to the fact that there was a lot of wheat for them to eat, it says that already. So what is this referring to? Shibola is like the straw that 
that's on top of the wheat. The wheat has two parts. As a kanene shibolet. The shibolet is the stalk of the wheat that has in it the kernels. So the stalk is usually small, and the ear, which is the unedible part of it, that's very long. That she actually tells us that the kaneh is usually three or four times the size of the shibolet. Over here was the opposite. Here the shibolet was twice the size of the kaneh. That means the wheat, the food part that was inside that shibolet was substantial. And that's why it says, They were carrying the bundles of, of grain because the shibolet, the ear, that's the container where it's uh, stored in, was twice the size, ziratayim, than the kaneh uh, that was on top of it. Now, this statement was a statement, conversation between the Nahman and the Yitzhak. Now the Gemara for the next daf is going to go on and discussing different uh, conversations that Abu Nahman and Abu Yitzhak had with each other. Amar leh Abu Nahman and Abu Yitzhak. So Abu Nahman tells Abu Yitzhak, "My dichti, what does it mean in the pasuk? Kikara Hashem leraav. That God called for the famine. Vegam ba'il ha'aris shivachshanim." And he came to the land, meaning called it in famine for seven years. Meaning there was a seven-year famine. So the Gemara says. This was in the times that she says of Yehoram, the son of Ahav. Seven year famine called on the Jewish nation. So the Gemara says, what did they eat for those seven years? Behanach shevach shanim mayachol. Amale haki amar b'yohanan. Shanari shona achlu mashe bebatim. The first year they ate the food that they had in their cupboards, in their, in their house. Shiniya achlu mashe besadot. The second year they started to eat what was in the fields, whatever they could rummage from the fields. They started to eat the flesh of kosher animals. In the fourth year they had to start eating the uh, flesh of animals that were temeim. And obviously were not kosher. In the fifth year they had to start eating the creeping crawly creatures, uh, the shikatsim and the demasim. Right? These abominable creatures. Shishit basar benehem uvnotehem. In the sixth year, they were reduced to eating the flesh of their children. That she says, Achlu basar benehem miksatam. Which means, not all the people were reduced to this, but some of them were reduced to this. Shivi'it, and we'll see why that she had to say that. Shivi'it. Basar ziroatehim. They ended up eating the flesh of their own bodies. The kaye mashin emar to fulfill what the pasuk said. Ish besar ziroyochelu. That each person, each was reduced to eating his own flesh. Now the Maharsha points out over here. What is it that she have to come out and say that they only part of them ate the flesh of their children? What is uh, what does that she want with that? So he says like this. Rashi katab miksatam ubiera maharsha shebaal korhach lo kulam migiu ledekach. You have to say that not everybody got to that. Sharin leilm bevar sheyu anashim sheyu lem besofaraat kat paytim ukabaim seorim. The above story with you el ben petuel. Where there was a famine, that's the same story that we're reading about now. And we know that the Prophet said, whoever has a kaf hitim, go, go plant it. That means those people will not eat their children's flesh, because they had still some stories. So therefore, she had to come out and tell us, 
in order that it shouldn't be a contradiction to what we learned above. Because there were people in the 70s that still had some food left over. And I, yeah, they planted it. So that's the Maharsha's understanding of Shittat Lashi. Comes the Gemara continues. Next, the Rasha. Amar Levi Amar Levi Rahman Rav Yitzhak. Rahman tells Rav Yitzhak. What does it mean in the Pasuk? Where is this Pasuk? This is in Hoshea. Bekirbecha Kadosh. In your midst, there's holiness. Velo avo be'ir. And I will not come into the city. So the Gemara says, Mishum de Bekirbecha Kadosh. Because there's holiness in your midst. Lo avo ba'ir. God's not going to come to the city. doesn't make sense. On the contrary, where there's holiness, God enters the city. Here it says, Bekirbecha Kadosh. No Abu Ba'id. And I'm not going to come to the city. So what does it mean? Amar Yaqi Amar Abu Yuhanan Amar Kadosh Baruchu. Lo Abu Birushalayim Shil Ma'ala. I am not going to enter Jerusalem of above. There is a city of Jerusalem in Shamayim. God says, I'm not going to enter and build that city of Jerusalem in the heavens. Ad Abu Birushalayim Shil Ma'ala. Until I build the city of Jerusalem on earth. What does this mean? Rashi. Which means as if the Pasuk is saying, until the Jewish people are able to sanctify the Jerusalem on earth, I'm not going to enter Yerushalayim Shilma'ala. So this is Bekirbecha Kadosh. Until in your midst will be holy, it is no Abu Ba'ir. I'm not going to enter the upper Jerusalem. So the Gemara says, Is there an upper Jerusalem? Well, you've never heard such a situation. Is there a Jerusalem in the heavens? The Gemara says, In, yes. The Jerusalem that is built, like the city that is. Connected to it. That seems Jerusalem as a sister. It's a, a twin city. The city on earth as a city parallel to it in the Shamaim. Rashi says, Yerushalayim Shilmata The Jerusalem of below is going to be built. Like the city that's attached to it. Like its friend. And it's similar to it. It must be another Jerusalem. So that she deduces, where is, where is this other Jerusalem? If it's not above, then uh, where else is it? That's, that's referring to Yerushalayim Shilmala. Rav Nachman Rav Yitzchak. Rav Nachman tells Rav Yitzchak. What does it mean in the Pasuk? This Pasuk is in Yidmiyah. Ub'achat... Let's read it correctly. Ubahat Yibaru Vyiksalu Musar Havalim Aitsu. Let's get the words. Ubahat in one Yibaru Baru is like a bar, bar is like a senseless, like a each bar lo yeda, bar is like a fool. Vyiksalu. Yiksalu is they're gonna do things in a silly way, imbeciles. Musar Havalim. The the Musar, the Rebuke. Rebuke of vanities. Habalim. Etsu is a tree. Now what in the world is this Pasuk talking about? So that's what Rav Dachman asked Rav Yitzhak. 
Four lines on the bottom. Amar hachi amar b'yuhanan. Ahati, there is one sin, shemibaeret l'shayim b'gehinam, that causes the l'shayim to burn in gehinam. Maihi, what is that sin that the l'shayim do that causes them to burn? Avodah zarah. It's the idolatry. Why? Ketivaka musar habalim. The musar of vanities is what? Etsu, it's a tree. Uchtivatam. Hevel hema. It is vanities maaseh ta'atoim. It is actions of delusion. What's delusion? Meaning, uh, things that are, uh, meaningless things, useless things. Yeah, like the wood. So that she says over here. Look at three lines on the bottom. If I didn't make this gezera shavah to teach me the pasuk was talking about avodah zara, have a mashma atumim kaetz. I would have said that the goyim they are closed like a tree, lekabel musar. They don't, they don't, they don't receive musar. Vilashava yudokin, which God chastises them, God rebukes them, God punishes them, but they're like a tree. They're closed. They don't receive. They don't accept the musar. They don't change their ways, and therefore musar havalim. The musar of the goyim is havalim. It's vanities. It's a waste of time. Why? It's because the guys are. They're like trees. For this, the derashah comes along and says, no, it's telling you ba'ahat. There's one sin next rashi. Averashin osim. There's one sin that they do. Yitbaru akisilim. The Kisilim what they're going to burn. Now, what is that? The fact is that they uh, worship the what? Musar Abalim. What is this vanities that they uh, 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 involve themselves in? That's the ayat, it's the wood. And we have another person that says, Hevel, Hemma Maaset Atoim, which you're not referring to Abad Azara, and that's what does them in. And that's why they're going to get punished. That's the uh, punishment. Ba'amalir of Nahman Rabbi Yitzhak, another Derasha. Rav Nachman tells Rav Yitzhak, what does he mean in the Pasuk? Kishetayim ra'ot asa'immi. It says the Jewish people, this is the prophet, this is Zechariah, Yirmiyah, I'm sorry, Yirmiyah. The prophet says that the Jewish people did two wrongs with me. Shetayim ra'ot asa'immi. Tartin hava, it is two, da'avu esrin ve'arba'a, Shevikalehu. So what do you mean? It's not two. The Gemara says it was not two sins that the Jewish people did. It's actually twenty-four. Well, what are the twenty-four? So the she says on the bottom. Bit me out. The Gemara asking a question. What do you mean? You tell me it's only two? It's twenty-four that they left. So you read it like this. Tartenava. They actually left twenty-four different things. What are they? As she says. Twenty-four different sins that the Prophet Yehoshkel enumerates that the Jewish people sinned at that time. harina or a second understanding. They went against the twenty-four books of Tanakh, and that's what's referring to over That's it's two, not two, it's twenty-four. So he's now I'll tell you what it means. shekula They did one sin, but that's compared. To two sins, meaning it's in weight, the sin is compared to two. Why? What is that? Umayniu Avodazara. This is referring to the sin of Avodazara. Why? What, what's so bad? What are the two sins the Jewish people did? Number one, Oti Azevu Mekor Hayim. First of all, they left the true source of life. They left the Kadosh Baruch Hu. But it's one thing to leave a Kadosh Baruch Hu, but where did they go instead? Lachsov lahem, to go dig for them, borot, borot, 
nishbarim. They went and dug for themselves broken wells. That the Pasuk ends and says, they cannot catch any water, which means it's not enough, you left God. Which was a beautiful right. wellspring. But you went uh, to an empty, dry spring uh, well instead. The sin of Avodah Zarah is a double sin. Number one, leaving God, the Emet. And number two, going to the Sheker. That's a double, uh, a double hit. Says, what does it say regarding the, the Goyim? The Pasuk says like this. We quote, <laughs> Go look at the aisles of the Kitim, those are the Goyim. Uru and see. The Kedar Shilhu. Go to the Kedar, the Kedriim. And go uh, study, analyze them. Haimir Goy Elohim. Do they ever trade their God? Mm-hmm. They have loyalty to their God, these people. Do they ever trade their God? Mm-hmm. And they have no God. Mm-hmm. Their God is fake. Their God is false. They're but they're loyal to it. They never, they never, they never trade it in. Mm-hmm. But my nation, mm-hmm. My nation, they transferred me and they left me without any benefit. And the Gemara explains how loyal the Goyim are to the Avodah Zarah, even though it makes no sense. Tana, Kutim of Dim Laish. The Kutim, they worship the fire. The Kadrim of Rim Lamayim. The Kadrim, they worshipped water. Even though the Kutim know that the water could put out the fire. They still were loyal to their God. Even though they know it's fake. How, how powerful could the fire be if the water could extinguish it? But still they said, this is our God. Uh, we're going to serve it. So Boreh says, My nation, they had the real stuff. God Almighty. And what they do? They, tra- they traded him in for nothing. And therefore it's a double sin. Number one, you left God. Number two, where did you go to? One sin... That's a double. Next drasha. My dichtiv. Vayhi ka'asher zaken Shemuel, and it was at the time that Shemuel Hanavi became old. So the Gemara asks, Umi siv Shemuel kolehai? Did Shemuel age? Shemuel wasn't old at all. Shemuel died at 52 years old. That's relatively young. So how did the Pasuk say, Now how do we know he died at 52? Gemara says in another place that if a person dies at certain ages, it's considered karet. Wow. In his 50s. However, if you do, somebody dies at 52, that's not karet. 52 is called mitato shel Shemuel Rambati. That's the Shemuel of, that's uh, the death of Shemuel. So you see, he died at 52. So why is it called Vaiki Zaken? Amar Lehachi Amar Abuhanan. So this is what Abuhanan said. Zikna Kafsa Alav. He aged. He was young, but he looked like a very old man. He went white. Dikhtiv, because the Pasuk says, God says, After Shaul Amalek did not kill the descendants of Amalek, who actually brought back the animals from the war, so Borei Olam said, I regret that I uh, made Shaul the king. Amar Lefanav, 
So Shmuel didn't take that well. Shmuel told Borei Olam, the Borei Shel Olam, Shekaltani ke Moshe v'Aharon. You compared me to Moshe and Aharon. Dekhtiv, Moshe v'Aharon bechohanav, u'shmuel bekonei shemo. The Pasuk is comparing that Moshe in his day was equal to not only Moshe, he was equal to Moshe and Aharon yes. combined. And Moshe and Shemuel asked Hashem, Borei Olam, Ma Moshe v'Aharon lo bitlu ma'asei yedem b'chayehem just like Moshe and Aaron had the zikhut, that their student sure. remained alive and succeeded in their days, which means, that who was the student of Moshe and Aaron? Yoshua. As the Gemara says in another place, Moshe Rabbeinu was the teacher of Yoshua as well as Aaron. It says Yoshua would leave the shi'ur of Aaron at Kohen. And therefore he says, God, just like you gave Moshe and Aaron zikhut, that they were able to see their prodigy, they were able to see their uh, students succeed in their lives, I don't want to see my student, meaning the one that I coronated. After all, Shemuel was the one that inaugurated Shaul as the king. I don't want to see in my life that my handiwork is going to be undone. He has to die. So he asked Kadosh Baruch what do you want me to do? Limut Shaul. To kill Shaul. Shemuel is not letting him. Shemuel did not let. Shemuel says, as long as I'm, I'm alive, I don't want to see the demise of Shaul. So look at the Kadosh Baruch Hu listens to the Tzaddikim. He says, to kill Shaul, I can't, Shemuel won't let me. Limut Shemuel, so to kill Shemuel, uh, uh, that he doesn't have to see the demise of Shaul. Adezutar, he's young. Meranene abatre. The people are going to start to accuse him as maybe he was corrupt. And that's why he died young. And therefore it's going to cast aspersions against Shemuel. Mm. Well, to keep both of them alive, I can't do that either. Why? Because it's already the time for David to become the king. Now we have a rule that once it's a time for a new king to take over, they do not overlap even a hair's breadth. Which means, once it's the time of David, Shaul cannot be around, Shemuel cannot be around. So therefore, I can't keep them both around once David Amelah's time comes. Let me make Shemuel look very aged. So now when he dies, the people will not say he was corrupt. So they'll think he's an old man. They'll say, oh, he's not 52, they'll think he's, uh, you know, uh, much older than that. And this is what it means in the Pasuk. It says, Shaul, a melech, sat in Giv'ah, that's in the territory of Benjamin, under the tree, meaning, he was the king, in the area of Ramah. Now Ramah and Giv'ah are in totally different places. So the Gemara says, What's the connection between the city of Giv'ah and Ramah? Actually, who lives in Ramah? Shemuel, Shemuel Ramati. So what's Giv'ah, Shaul's area, compared to Shemuel's area? Who caused Shaul Melech to remain king for two and a half years in Giv'ah? The prayer of Shemuel Ramati, which means not the full two and a half years, because Shaul committed the sin, let's say six months into his kingdom. 
So therefore, he got an additional two years of king mm-hmm. as a result of the prayer of Shemuel. I mean, Shemuel died first, and therefore, because he, he did not want to see the demise of Shaul, and Shaul's kingdom uh, continued until the moment of David, and then uh, he died. So the Gemara asks, Gemara says, Umi gavra, gabra. Do we push a person away for another person? Which means, right, Shemuel now is dying uh, young because now it's going to come the time for David to take over. So as always we're pushing one person as a premature death, Shemuel, so David already can come in. Does God do that? Does God take somebody prematurely like in the case of Shemuel in the front of David? It happens. You know, he didn't deserve it because of his actions. The Amar, Rabbi Shemuel, Manachmani, Amar, Rabbi Yonatan, my dictive, Alken Hasafti Benevi'im, Haragtim Beimbrefi. God says, I killed the prophets by my word. Not because of their deeds. Ela Beimbrefi. Just because that was. My word. Alma midhe gavra mekameh gavra. Yes, indeed. That sometimes a kadot baruchu makes a gizera, like in the case of Maaseh de Shmuel, and therefore he did indeed die as the word of God prematurely in order to set it up for the next kingdom. Comes the Gemara and says, Rav Nachman and Rav Yitzhak the story. Rav Nachman and Rav Yitzhak kavu yatvim b'saudata. They were both sitting in a saudah. so he told them, I have a tradition that I live in Ruhanan, you're not allowed to talk during the meal. <laughs> Why? Because if you're going to talk when you have food in your mouth, the food might go down the wrong pipe. Instead of going down the food pipe, it might go down the trachea. And therefore, Shemayagdim Kanela Veshet. Right? Maybe the Kaneh, it's going to go down the wrong pipe to the Kaneh instead of the Veshet. And therefore, it's the esophagus. And therefore, what's going to happen? Yavu in the Sakana. It's going to have to choke. So it's funny. Tell him, say the Vret Torah. That's the Vret Torah. You can't talk. You can't say anything during the, uh, during the Seudah. Batar the Saud. After they finished the Seudah, Amar Leh, so he told, now I'll tell you Hadush. Amar Leh, Achim Amar of Yohanan. Yaakov Abinu, Lomet. Yaakov Abinu did not die. What do you mean? Did they eulogize him for nothing? Did they embalm him for nothing? Did they bury him for nothing? Didn't we read that uh, when Yaakov Abinu died, they eulogized him, they buried him, they embalmed him? So what do you think Yaakov Abinu lomet? Amarle, he says, what do you want? I have a pasuk to substantiate this. God tells Yaakov, don't be scared. Yisrael, Yisrael, which is another name for Yaakov, do not be uh, fearful. I'm going to redeem you in the future. From far places. I'm going to redeem your children from the land of the captivity. So the Pasuk compares Yaakov Abinu. To his descendants. 
Afu Bahayim. Just like his descendants are alive, so he's alive also. Which means, what do you want? I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. I have a pasuk over here. The pasuk's putting his children and him in the same pasuk to teach us what? There's a similarity with Yaakov and his children. That she comes along and tells us that this is to be taken literally because uh, he quotes us Afu Bahayim. God is going to bring Yaakov into the exile So he will see firsthand the redemption of his children What does it say every day that we say in Vayosha? Vayar Yisrael etayad gedola. Now, Vayar Yisrael, Yisrael is plural. If it's talking about Bnei Yisrael, it's saying Vayiru Yisrael. And who is this talking about? It says Yaakov Abinu. Vayar Yisrael. Yaakov was standing there at Yamsuf and he saw the Jewish people. Come on, that's what she says. Vayar Yisrael, there's children Yisrael Sabah, the old grandfather Yisrael. Udhantu Hantaya. Ah, but that which it says they embalmed him and they did all that stuff. Nidmela him shemit. Looked like he was dead. Aval, hi, hi, He really was indeed living. Comes the Gemara and continues. Living with his own body, physical body. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Abitzhak. Abitzhak said, Kola Omer, Rahav, Rahav, Niyad Nikri. Anybody that says Rahav Azona's name, Rahav, Rahav, just by mentioning her name, he has a seminal discharge. Amalir of Nachman. So Rav Nachman says, what are you talking about? Ana Amina, Veloch Patli. I said the name, nothing happened to me. Amalir, he said, Kika Amina, Biyoda, Ubmakira. I'm talking about people who knew her and mentioned her name because this would cause a person to come to there, Tuma. That she says, Yoda, Ubmakira, it's the same thing. People who knew her and knew her. Tosfot has a different interpretation. She's Tosfot says, Biyodah makira kamina perush, Biyodah sheba aleha. Umakira shera ota. Those people that were with her, already just the mentioning of the name would cause already a person to come to Tumah. When the two rabbis of Nahman and of Yitzchak, they had all these conversations, all these Nebrei Torah they shared together, the different Derashot and the Pesukim. So when they were leaving each other, when they were, when Rav Nachman was leaving Rav Yitzchak, right, because Rav Nachman was the one that was asking Rav Yitzchak all these questions. Mm-hmm. So it like Rav Nachman was the student, Rav Yitzchak was the rabbi. So when Rav Nachman was leaving Rav Yitzchak, Amar so he told uh, Rav Yitzchak, Levrechan Mor, bless me. I'm going to give you a mashal to what this is like. The fellow that's walking in the desert. He was hungry. He was tired. He was thirsty. He found a tree that had fruit that was very sweet. And a nice comfortable shade. And a brook of water that was flowing underneath it. He ate from the fruit. And he drank from the waters. And he sat in the shade. When he wanted to leave, Tree, tree, how can I bless you? How can I bless you? If I'm going to bless you that your fruit should be sweet, they're sweet already. 
that your shade should be comfortable. It's comfortable already. To bless you that the waters should flow beneath you. That any sapling, any tree that descends from you, that they take from you and they plant it again in the ground, <coughs> meaning your descendants should be like you. So to you, Rav Nachman, am I going to bless you? If I'm going to bless you, that you should have Torah. That's the way that God, the Bach changes it. I'm going to read the Bach. Im so you have everything. That all your descendants, all your children should be like you. Baruch Adonai